Welcome to episode 12 of the Communication Air podcast, the Community Patch Notes episode of Does Nostalgia Rune Gaming? I'm your host, John Ebell, and with me today is Cheesy, as always. How you doing? What's going on, Cheese Cards? And we got a special guest, AJ, from Watch Redirect, uh, is that correct? Redirect. Watch Redirect's all our socials. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hello. And, uh... Happy, happy to have you. Thanks. Before we get into it, maybe introduce yourself. What what type of content do you make? Hi, hello. I am AJ. I make Nintendo centric video essays mostly. I also stream. I used to have a podcast. I have a podcast, but it's just a Patreon podcast now. So like, you got, you got to get in deep before I, I would suggest you go to that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, we just mostly try to make videos that are like centered around like uh, more evergreen stuff, but stuff that people are talking about and give perspective to that most gaming outlets don't try to do. Because I feel like a lot of gaming outlets just like add to the echo chamber and we try to add like uh, a bit of like perspective like uh is, is this really the way that you feel like it is or do we need to take a step back and analyze it for what it is with the mm-hmm. wider lens it, do you want to talk a little bit about your uh, your podcast and just how you recently uh finished your final episode and, yeah, and what can, was the reasoning behind that sure we can do that uh i had a podcast it was called directly to use a nintendo news podcast um it was fun it was mostly something that I did before I started streaming because I wanted to be able to like more directly engage with our community because the types of videos that I make don't really allow for that in the way that I would want. Mm-hmm. Um, it was initially supposed to be a thing that was just an easy additive thing, <laughs> but it became the thing that was taken all the time and effort <laughs> from me and my co-host, um, Parker. And it just wasn't it wasn't worth that kind of upkeep because it's not with YouTube's policy changing on monetization. It could have been monetized now, but by the time that we made the decision, it wasn't even monetized. So it was like we're spending all our time and effort on something that's making us no money and taken away from the thing that makes us the money. So mm-hmm. that's why we had to. Well, we're brand new. <laughs> <laughs> fair <laughs> hopefully uh well this might be the last one because cheesy's not paying me anymore to be on here he cut he cut me off yeah little does he know i was never paying him <laughs> oh no <laughs> but speaking of on our way to monetization we're not close yet but we did hit a hundred subscribers on youtube nice so thank you to everybody that has subscribed already and definitely subscribe. If you haven't, uh, I think the monetization policy now is 500 subscribers and 3000 watch hours. Yeah. Yeah, Something like that. So that's the next goal. So let's get Mm -hmm. to 500. And I think we could, you know, if people keep, keep getting annoyed about my Mario Kart, Wii short, maybe (laughs) we'll get to 3 million short views. Mm, see that's the that's the power up is being able to do it through shorts Mm -hmm. yeah we're we're trying we're trying (laughs) yeah uh but yeah this is episode 12 
And I guess we'll start off. We got a brand new review. Do you have it pulled I, up? Cheesy or no? Yeah, yeah, I got you. So our, uh, anytime that you leave a review, we will read it on the show. So thank you to T Cameron T who said, I'm a big Nintendo slash video game fan, and I was looking for a good podcast to play while I work. This was just what I needed. 10 out of 10. So thank you so much for that. And uh, hopefully you guys will uh, like more of what we do because we don't even know what we're doing. We just kind of do it <laughs> on the fly. Hope for the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been good, though. It's been fun. Yeah. But thanks for that review. If you haven't reviewed yet, drop a five star. But let's let's get into it. Oh, actually, before we get into it, uh-huh. it's not midnight here yet. But by the time when this episode goes live, Cheesy will be one year older. Uh, <laughs> Is that how it works? <laughs> I mean, I guess technically it's like, you technically. know, whenever like I was born, whatever time that was. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to be 30. Whoa. Uh, you're so yeah. old, man. Getting up, up there. Yeah, yeah, did you buy a cane yet? Different, different time. Yeah, I've been looking at them, you know, but <laughs> some of them are just so technologically advanced that even I don't even understand what these canes do. <laughs> but oh, everybody should cold, wish a Cheesy a happy birthday. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> 30 is so old, man. I can't believe you're 30. Yeah. But, you know, I'm probably still the youngest uh, between the two of us, right? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Look, AJ, we are so happy that you are here because I just... One thing that I really like about your personality and just the what you bring to the table is just your honesty. And maybe Thank it's you. like your honesty is... Maybe not what people want to hear, but you are someone that is going to shut down gaming discourse. I right just away. can't. And I can't yeah. not be honest. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Wait, I need an example. What? What? What's an example? I feel like um, I put you on the, on the spot here. I mean, in in terms of game. All right. So so the the thing that I get the most heat for, uh, mm-hmm. especially as of late, is my take on uh, old games. Like okay, perfect, perfect. Most, yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, N64, most famously. Um, yeah. that's, that's the one that people get the most mad at me about. Here um, we go. Mm-hmm. But my overall take on that is that I feel like there, there's just, like, not all old games are bad. <laughs> um, but I think that there's certain generations that have a, a, a big concentration of games that age like milk. Like, the NES, they're figuring it out. Most games on that platform, not worth playing. Mm-hmm. SNES, they got it together. They know what they're doing. And 64, they didn't know what they were doing. New Frontier. <laughs> Most of those games are bad. Yeah, Game I think 2, they, they figured they, it out. You know, like, yeah. that sort of thing. Within 64, though, like, they probably didn't know. Like, the first clue that we should have got that they didn't know what they were doing is the, the controller. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you hold it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, uh, our, friend, our good friend N64, Josh, told me, how to hold an uh, N64 controller for GoldenEye uh, to play it like a modern shooter. So I made a video about it, and apparently he's wrong <laughs> because people <laughs> were not were not happy with how I was holding a controller. 
in that video. Well, how are you supposed to hold it for Goldeneye? I don't know this. Well, he had, like, I have, hold on, let me get get my controller real quick. All right, well, so for audio listeners, I will do my best to explain which hand is on what. And where uh, the thumb placement is. Yeah, we're. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to show this. So you're supposed to have your. I am. You're doing supposed to have your thumb here. Uh huh. And then on the D pad. Oh, weird. So a thumb on the D pad, a thumb on the the analog. Yeah, and that's how. And then you have to like change the control scheme to one certain. Forget what mm. one it is, and this is why this generation is garbage. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad like you agree with us. Well, with me anyway. I don't know cheesy's take on N64, but I think most, if not all, N64 N64 games are just they don't hold up. They're they're very bad. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think even the ones that are good are good are just good because they're fun and they're fun largely because they are bad and it's like (laughs) entertaining to like deal with the shenanigans you know like Mm -hmm. smash brothers mario kart like a lot of the fun in those is that they kind of are a little bit wonky um and that's just it just brings fun uh situations when you're playing with a group of friends and or our community might disagree, you know, with uh, how you feel, and it, it bring was it an on, interesting. Fight me all you want. I'm, interesting I'm, conversation I'm on <laughs> on nostalgia, just because, like, yeah, you look back at it, and maybe it's not the same as what you once thought it was, but you still had some good times with it. So, like, mm-hmm. what makes it bad? Is that a bad game, or is that just, you know, I, I don't know. Like, is it I, bad that it didn't age? well or is it bad because yeah (laughs) um so for me it's just when i say that it's more so like as a as a product in a vacuum like i when i say x game and i I think that that's where a lot of the friction comes from is because people hear this game is bad and then their personal experience gets melded into that in their brain but that's not what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. i love plenty of bad stuff you know like (laughs) one of my favorite franchises ever is pokemon and i think most of those games are not good Uh, oh Um, i'm glad i'm glad you said because cheesy was like aj loves pokemon and i said something like if i was an adult like if i had my memory wiped as an adult i would not play it as an adult Mm. because So, so here's the thing for me and this is why I don't fault people for having nostalgia for certain things that are bad. Like Parker, Parker has a lot of nostalgia for games that I'm that I say are terrible all the time. Um, <laughs> like there are aspects to those things where it's like, oh, okay, I can see where they were going with. I mean, uh, where they were going with this thing. Um, I can see how this can be like a a good thing that evolves in in the future. With Pokemon, it's more so like everything outside of the game is is what I like. And it's just the only way to engage with that that world, those characters, those designs, that sort of thing, is these games. It's it's more like uh uh I'm I'm just dealing with what I'm given. It's a it's a means to an end. Yeah. Um but for for most nostalgia it's like People are like, but when I was a kid and I was impressionable and that's when I learned how to play games and games are fun to me. So, of course, the thing that led me to this world that is fun to me is also fun. Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, I did feel bad because I I crapped on the Wii a lot 
in the episode, and I feel bad because, you know, if you're a kid and, like, Mario Kart Wii was your first ever Mario Kart, like, of course you're going to love that game, even though it's atrocious and horrible. <laughs> See, that I don't agree with. Um, <laughs> I, I think the Wii was pretty good. I think that there's things on the Wii that's like, like some of that, what I was talking about with the other generations where it's like they're figuring stuff out. They were figuring emotion out. There's some games that are like, okay, I get what you're going here. I mean, where are you mm-hmm. going here? Um, but others, it's like, like waggle controls. Not it. <laughs> I remember playing Twilight Princess for 50 hours with waggle controls. It's awful. Mm-hmm. So I played that on the Wii, not on GameCube. Uh, we do have a Discord, so if you guys haven't joined the Discord, join the Discord. And uh, we just wanted to put this... Well, I guess there's two messages, but the one is from Lego Luigi, And he said, I just realized, congrats to Cheesy for winning your first Splatfest. Oh, thank mm. you. I do you totally... play uh, Splatoon, AJ? Yes. Yes. I haven't played for a, a minute, though. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Long time. Is that Is that just because, like... Oh, just other stuff. It's just not other games it. coming out. Yeah, like uh, it's it's a game that like I really want to play, uh-huh. but the only time that I would play it is like on stream, and my stream schedule is usually like right now always like filled with other stuff. Like I was doing the Nuzlocke, I'm doing Tears of the Kingdom, I do Smash Brothers every week, Pokemon shiny hunts and stuff like that. Um, so it's just like I'll stream enough to to have like a a set day mm-hmm. to be like this is when we play Splatoon. You know, it's like yeah. Man. Yeah, cheesy. Yeah. Congrats, but you had to share the win with me because mm. I'm like six and one or something. Like I've only <laughs> lost one. one. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've only one. lost one. My record when I stopped was four and one. Yeah, that that's true. It would have been five and one. But AJ and I were I going back and forth for a while, and of course I was not winning. So you were zero and seven, <laughs> cheesy. Like that was. <laughs> That's not going back and forth. That's just losing. It was, the, it was the hope, man. It was just the drive, you know. I was holding that hope. Yeah. I knew you could do it one day. Thanks, here we man. are. I just love playing like two matches. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, playing two you matches. You only play a couple, and then you call yourself a winner. I, I won a hundred <laughs> times match this this past one. W. Did you take a, a screenshot of it? I did. Yeah, I have it recorded. I'll uh, I'll share it. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. I don't believe you. You played two matches and you got a, a hundred times. Battle? No, I played more than two. I got to like defender or whatever. Uh huh. So I played like five. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So the next comment that we have is from Scrubicuous. Uh, again, great entertaining episode. I somewhat agree and see what Johnny uh, John Ebo means. Yes, NES and N64 games do not age well compared to today's games, but this doesn't mean they were all bad. It is somewhat unfair to criticize a generation due to its technical limitations. On the contrary, these limitations push the developers to be more creative in their development. Could this be the reason why so many games were so hard? Are we so, responding to this? Or are that- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, AJ. Wait, wait. Okay, so, so I think... I agree. I agree with the 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 uh, the take that like um, technical abilities of consoles and stuff like that uh, mm. lead to creative situations. The problem is most developers do not take that as a means to make their game better. 
Um, that's why it's like the majority, in my opinion, are not good. Like Mario games on the NES, great. Still to this day are good. They still Especially Super Mario Bros. Like, 3, right? Super Mario Bros. 3, mm-hmm. perfect game. Yeah, great game. It's a great game. Um, <laughs> it's easy one to know. Oh, all right, all right. I'm not trying to cut AJ off. It's just I, before this podcast, was playing World 2, mm. and I was stuck on, like, level 3. With the sun? Uh, I, Is that the one with the sun that chases you? No, no, I think it's even before that. But I did beat the, the castle. But there's something about Super Mario Bros. 3 because I know how loved the game is that I'm like, I feel like I'm going through these levels really fast and I know I'm missing stuff because there's like hidden things that you have to find and there's a lot of like secret ways around levels and I I just am not getting it yet. And maybe that's kind of the So you're just saying you suck at it, right? For sure. I don't even know why I like Mario (laughs) because I'm not very good at it. Um, but no, I'm, I wonder if that is like the, the wonderment that people went through when they first played Super Mario Bros. 3 is like, this seems like a really easy game or like the game is going pretty fast. And then they start to discover things because they accidentally bumped into a block and it's like, oh, I didn't know that was there. Where does this lead to? You know? And so I'm, I'm still figuring it out. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I think as far as the difficulty, no, They're, the <laughs> games are not harder because of techno. It, it's a holdover from arcades. Like these game developers built these games on these machines that are made to siphon money from you. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't like reinvent the wheel on how to design their video games in, in less than one full generation. You know, like mm-hmm. they were designing games that, were, and also on top of that, these games are smaller in scope. So they want to make you feel like the a hundred dollars and and today's money that you spent on this video game was worth it, you know, versus like if it was a game with not a whole lot of friction uh, or or uh, arbitrary difficulty, um, mm-hmm. as it were, um, it would take you a day to beat this game. But because they put this arbitrary difficulty and a lot of RNG and like if you if you can like get through all the jank. Um, might take you like 10 20 hours to beat this game that in reality is three hours long mm-hmm. yeah yeah we were talking about metroid last mm-hmm. last week and how Ugh. i mean that has not held up well and mm. it probably is a three-hour game if you know where you're going but mm-hmm. having no map and just blindly playing it like, would take forever yep uh, on uh, YouTube, we got Steph Tendo that said, I love Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast, but man, does that game not hold up well. Mm-hmm. Oh, AJ, have you played Sonic Adventure? Yes. Yup. <laughs> your thoughts? Um, That's a game that I grew up with. I think the game is like neat for the time that it came out, but I think that people give like fans of that game um, are unrealistic with how people should play that game. Um, I think that there's a lot of people that, for, like, for the first time ever, will play that game and, like, don't do the, like, very specific things that you need to do or not need to do to break the game. 
Um, and they'll see that and be like, well, of course you died there. It's because you turned the camera this way. And like, obviously Sonic's going to die if the camera's not exactly where the game developer <laughs> wants you to put the camera. Like that's bad game design. That's bad game design that you as a fan of the, of the video game and or franchise have learned to deal with, um, which is like not a, 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 a realistic expectation for, for most people on the planet. Like that's a decision that you made. It's not... Uh, the objective correct decision. In fact, I would say it's the opposite of that. I think the onus is on the game developer to make a game that functions well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not well versed in like the Dreamcast or even the 3D era Sonics. Uh, mm. I know they're notoriously Jank. considered. Yeah, not not yeah, not, not the best design. But I, even the you know the two D back on the Genesis, like I I did not enjoy playing the Sonic games back then, either. Uh, I'm hoping the new one gener what's it called Generations, uh, Superstar Superstar, is that what it? Yeah, there was a Generations one. Yeah, Generations is the 2011 game. Oh wow, that's tw- wow. Was that long ago already? Yeah, it's the one on the 360 <laughs> PS3, where you're uh, classic Sonic and modern Sonic, and you like play like an amalgamation of like games from the history, and it's like there's 3D versions of, I mean, or segments to levels that never had it before, and vice versa for 2D. It's a neat game. It's one yeah. of the very few like more on the good side Sonic video games. Yeah, I think I think people generally like that one. Mm-hmm. They always want it. Like cla- the classic Sonic, that classic Sonic has come back, which mm-hmm. I think it is kind of. Um, yeah. This next one's from DVD Collector 1974. I tried to take notes this time to make this shorter, but I doubt it works. Nostalgia <laughs> goggles are a real thing for sure, and it's a big part of gaming. Movies also. Take, for example, my favorite movie of all time, Alien from 1979, but. My go-to comfort movies are Stand By Me and Goonies. They just bring me back to a time I want to live in. Game same. My favorite game of all time is Wind Waker, but I often go back to the OG Zelda and all of the first four Mario games. A lot of games don't hold up, though, even though we want them to because of where we were in life at the time when we played played them. And I, I mean, I agree. I, I was talking to a co-worker today. Uh, if you don't know, the sir, they... They brought the servers back up for like the 360 Call of Duty games, hmm. and uh, I was talking to a coworker today. I'm like, man, I just want to go back to that time where you go to class for like two hours, and then you spend ten hours playing Call of Duty, have no other responsibilities. And I got nostalgic for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, at least with the. The movie example that he gave, like his favorite movie is is Alien. I still think that movie holds up. Like it is, it's kind of uh, I don't know. It has you on the edge of your seat just because well, you don't really see the alien until like the very end, basically. And uh, it's a lot of practical effects that that they get you with, and and like Ridley Scott didn't even uh, like tell the actors what was going to happen with the with ch- the chest bursting scene. So I know it's not video games. I just like to talk about movies sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what's your what's your favorite movie, AJ? I have no idea. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I can't even think of a movie 
that I've seen. Eh, I mean, the, the the only movie that I've seen multiple times in recent memory is literally Detective Pikachu, and it's because everybody <laughs> on the planet is like, I got. To, well, you're the Pokemon guy. I gotta go take you to see the Pokemon movie. And I'm like, man, I've seen this movie three times already. It's like, I don't care. You haven't seen it with me, <laughs> so I ended up seeing that movie like eight times in total. Um, I just but I'm rewatched not, it, like, and I, I, it was pretty good. Yeah, I think it's a cool movie uh, as a Pokemon fan. There's it, a lot of Pokemon reference. It's cool in the way that the Mario movie is cool. Like, it, it's definitely not like a, a, a cinematic, like, storytelling masterpiece or anything like that. But mm-hmm. it's very good at being steeped in the world that it is trying to tell a story within, um, which is yeah. all I wanted from it, Purse. Uh, Are you excited Red? for Detective Pikachu Returns? Uh, th- what, the video game? Eh. Yeah. 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 I'll play. <laughs> are you well? More importantly, are you excited for Pokemon Sleep? Of course, of course. I've waited all my life to sleep. Never, <laughs> never been able to do that before. I ordered <laughs> that stupid puck. Did you really? Yeah. I've, the Pokemon in the discourse about that, man. I haven't seen the discourse. <laughs> I saw a tweet. I don't want to go into who tweeted it because I it's not. I don't want to call it modern or anything like that. But they were mm-hmm. talking about. They were like, you would think that with how like ubiquitous the Pokeball is in the Pokemon world, that you would have Pokeballs that can do more than just one thing. And it's like, but Pokeballs don't do more than one thing. And you, you know how many <laughs> of those that you buy? <laughs> True, <laughs> like hundreds of those. <laughs> yeah. so, you get like an extra that example. <laughs> You get like an extra ten for for buying what a hundred, right? You know. Yeah. Well, you get you get one. Well, yeah, you, oh, you get, get one for every ten premiere ball. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They're disposable. Yeah. So when they come out with the tenth Pokeball Plus or whatever it's called, <laughs> by the time that they do that, we'll get a premiere ball bundled with it. It'd be like Pokemon Plus or Pokemon Go Plus Plus multiple. Well, yeah, Pokeball Multiply Plus. <laughs> Yeah, plus two. to the tenth power, <laughs> and then yeah. after that they'll start going into Great Ball, and then they'll do ten more of those. I was just thinking, if they're like Pokemon Company is like trying to get us to brush our teeth, they're trying to get us to sleep, they're trying to get us to walk. Can they just do like Pokemon Math? Because I think I might really benefit. That's from literally that. every game that has ever existed. <laughs> All of the Pokemon games are literally Pokemon Math. All of them. Oh, well, I just have not paid close enough attention, I guess. I just want to be buddy buddies with my Pokemon. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of two plus two, two times two, four times <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, four, four times weakness and yeah. four divided by two. You know, there's See, a lot of that. This explains why I'm not very good at it. <laughs> uh, the name's Jer said, I definitely find that there's often really good reasons why we uh, love older games. Obviously, they were great or they wouldn't be beloved, but that doesn't always mean the experience still holds up today, and that's where our nostalgia goggles can make us blind to valid criticisms. Hot take, even after playing Mario 64 on the Switch, I don't find the camera to be that unbearable. Maybe it's because I love Shadow Shadow of the Colossus, and its camera is notoriously pretty bad. Your take on uh, Mario 64? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> bad game. Uh, all right. So it's, a, it's an okay game, but it is uh-huh. an N64 game at the end of the day. Um, yeah. I think the camera is bad. Um, and I think that anytime that there's somebody that I hear say, the camera's not that bad, it's somebody that loves the game and wants to continue to love the game, which is fair. Yeah. But that's different 
from like an objective take on a thing in a vacuum as somebody that isn't trying to like be swayed one way or another the camera's not good um which again is fair you could love the game that's fine yeah um, i think we were talking about that last week with uh mario sunshine because that's how i feel is like yeah. i i can admit that there are some things that need to be fixed with mario sunshine mm -hmm. but i don't know i i still really want to love it you know and mm -hmm. just like which the concept of it and the totally fair the weird plot that it is and mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think that there's also this feeling that like you can't love bad stuff you can love bad stuff plenty of people love bad stuff true <laughs> and like acknowledging that something is flawed it does not like make you stupid for loving it you know like yeah <laughs> if they did if if the game developers didn't acknowledge that these games are flawed we wouldn't be where we are now and if they weren't flawed we would like see more situations where like Celeste is just literally an SNES game, but with more technical bells and whistles. You yeah. know, like that's kind of why like I I think that it's 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 easy to see that there's certain generations that's like okay, this was rock solid. They they had their tech figured out and developers designed around what their tech ceiling was, um, rather than like the 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 best example i could think of is like something like wind waker right when that came out on the gamecube and then you compare that to like grand theft auto at the time um mm. grand theft auto san andreas or whatever back then people were like man this game looks so real and wind waker looks terrible or whatever right mm -hmm. compare those games now <laughs> you know um <laughs> i think that it is always smarter to aim for what your hardware can handle and look good forever <laughs> than to try to quote unquote push what your hardware could do because it inexorably ages the thing that you're it, it's like it's like putting a top 10 song in your movie like it's okay. going to date your movie it's going to be like, oh this this obviously came out in 2005 because that's when it was number one on the charts mm -hmm. that's what this does here when you're like all right <laughs> the, the best unreal engine graphics and it looks like real life and then next generation everybody's gonna be like this game looks terrible so okay do you think that the switch is going to hold up or do you think people are gonna i think certain be... games will yeah mm -hmm. oh, okay and the hardware I... um what do you mean i like... just i guess the way that people are are playing in the in the the controller and like like are they going yeah. to be fine yeah. with adjusting to that yeah yes I think that there's definitely games that are like an exception to that because again there are those games on on switch that are like the witcher or whatever right like there's games mm -hmm. that are trying to punch above their weight um mm -hmm. in terms of like technical ability um but games like breath of the wild you know games like splatoon games like that are designed to be like okay this is what this hardware is able to do and do well <laughs> um will hold up until you try to remember what the jump button is in breath of the wild <laughs> Breath, I mean that's just wild. That's just true. true. That's just yeah. true in a lot of different games. Yeah. All right. All right. So Tyler Keeble says, "Didn't grow up playing GoldenEye. Didn't play it for the first time until I was an adult, and I love that game. So I can't really blame nostalgia. Do I recognize that game as janky? Yes, but there are aspects to the game that I love that make me not only look past the jank, but make it." One of my favorite first-person sh shooter games of all time. The non-linear mission design, specifically on higher difficulties. The open level design. Strafing makes movement very fun. Strafe FPS are my favorite. Uh, getting hits on enemies has weight, weightiness. 
Two to make each shot each shot super satisfying, especially when you lean around the corner or line up a tri tricky distance shot. I think a lot of these design choices are severely lacking in most FPS games nowadays, making GoldenEye a go-to game I re revisit frequently, but just because it's dated, all those aspects tend to get completely overlooked. So uh, I, I will say AJ is the first person that comes to mind for me when it comes to GoldenEye and like how everybody was wanting it to return to switch or, or be on the uh, Nintendo online service mm -hmm. because you you had some you had the, some the, choice words the game for... is not good it is a bad <laughs> game um, <laughs> um I, I it's funny because it's like my brother is very similar and that like and how he feels about GoldenEye like it's one of the games that he loves the most and stuff um mm -hmm. when the game came out again Matter of fact, even before that, before it came to uh, the Switch Online service, he bought it. He bought the GameCube. He bought another copy of GoldenEye. He's like, game's rough. Because <laughs> uh, it just wasn't, it was trying to be something that it wasn't ready to be, you know? Like, the type of shooter that it wanted to be, as evidenced by the fact that you can literally try to make a janky approximation of dual stick shooters um, <laughs> by having two controllers plugged in and all that. like it was just it was just out of its depth man um did, did and, you play it on xbox by chance yeah yes and i i mean i do think it's more playable on xbox mm -hmm. because they updated yeah. the controls to be yeah. a modern shooter mm -hmm. but but the game still runs terribly um <laughs> and like the, the mechanics are still like it's just it's the old game man <laughs> we got better we yeah got better i'm making these we got better because that game got put out right so like exactly there was, yeah. there was a blueprint to say oh well you know maybe this thing didn't work but we could we could try right. to develop our our next game but just because that's the case doesn't make the older thing better for it. You know, like mm -hmm. it took us carrier pigeons to get to the cell phone and then later <laughs> the internet, right? I'm, I'm, I don't think anybody in here is going to be like, yeah, carrier pigeon, that's a, that's a great form of communication. <laughs> I bet you there's someone. I bet you there's someone out there. Yeah, people it's that not, are It's not wrong. connected to the <laughs> internet, you know, there's no, it can't be traced. So yeah, it's carrier pigeons are the way to go. It can definitely be traced. It can definitely be traced. <laughs> they, they Droppings, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's um, interesting to look at even remakes, because mm -hmm. like take uh, Ocarina of Time for example on the N sixty four. Yeah, people love that game, but the better version of it is on the three DS. Mm -hmm. So does that? original version of it make it a bad game and now that it's remade it's a good game or is it still no okay <laughs> but but the remake is better for sure but i think that right. there's still things in the remake that is, is not great game design even before today but like just stuff like breath of the wild makes super apparent um and tears of the kingdom but semi to a lesser extent um there's just arbitrary walls in ocarina of time that I, like is the biggest thing that sticks out for me as like why I don't think that game is as good as people give it credit for. Um, the sort of thing where it's like, oh, okay, well, I got to go get this MacGuffin. And I know I have to go get this MacGuffin. But I don't know that I need to talk to the specific guy. So mm -hmm. I'm lost until I realize I got to talk to the specific guy. That's terrible game design. Yeah. Yeah. 
But in Breath of the Wild, not only in, to a lesser extent, Tears of the Kingdom, because I think there's more moments in Tears of the Kingdom where they make you talk to a person to do a thing. Um, uh-huh. In Breath of the Wild, they reward you for knowing, like, oh, you got to go get the thing. Oh, you knew you were going to get the thing? You must remember that. You didn't lose your memory, dude. You knew you were supposed <laughs> to light that torch. <laughs> you know, like, that is good. You want to yeah. make your player feel good that they know what to do, not punish them for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Not make them it's- run up against a wall. <laughs> Yeah, cheesy. How did it feel getting all the way to the wind temple? Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know because even AJ talked about this on his podcast too. It annoyed me. I I feel like I did all the right things to get up to the wind temple, and then they were like, "Oh, you need specific clothing." So I was like, "Okay." So I'll go back down. I'll get the clothing. I'll go back up again. And then while I'm there, I'm trying to figure out this puzzle that's taken me about maybe two to three hours because I'm like, what is the thing that I am missing? I don't understand it. So then eventually I looked it up and they're like, oh, you need to have your companion. And I'm like, I guess if I read, maybe I would have figured that out on my own. But like the rest of the game, like what you and AJ or you and Parker were talking about uh, is like, that's how the rest of the game is, is that you can kind of do it by your own design. Mm-hmm. And not rely on some other mechanic that you need to complete the the not dungeon. What are they called in this game? Temples. They're called temples. Temples. But, yeah. yeah. Same thing. Yeah. People will know what you're talking about. Can you? Um, I, I no spoil. No spoil. I mean, I beat the game, but can you beat it without doing the temples? Uh, I I don't know. Have a try because in Breath of Wild, you you didn't have to do the divine, beast. yeah. You could just you, could just, you just go straight, straight to the castle, but I, I, I would assume not just how with how uh spoilers, I guess, how Ganondorf works and like what happens when you go to the castle. I don't, mm. I don't think mm. you could do it without you might not have to do all the temples, maybe question mark, but I, I kind of doubt that too because like. I don't know. What well, TBD until I actually beat the game because then I can <laughs> like, oh, that's where Ganondorf is, and maybe yeah. Can go there I mean, there's just um, but there's it doesn't just thing, feel like it. There's just things that I I don't want to spoil anything, but there's things that I'm like, there you, there's no way you could avoid doing certain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's one I would say complaint I have about Tears of the Kingdom. It feels like yeah, you can't. Yeah. And you have to see the same cutscene four times. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> that is, see, and this this is the thing, though. This is the thing. And this circles back to what we're talking about here with, like, fan nostalgia and all that stuff. They uh-huh. kowtowed. They, they, Nintendo said, oh, okay, you guys want more linear story and you, you want to feel more like the games where you had the dungeons and stuff like that. Those things are, are, are uh, counterintuitive to the way that Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, to a lesser mm. extent, are designed. Mm-hmm. They're they're designed around freedom. Those mechanics are the antithesis of that. <laughs> like so, mm, yeah, you know. Like I, I think Tears of the Kingdom, like in a lot of ways, is the better game. Um, but Breath of the Wild, I mean, but but it, it, it like it just went backwards from Breath of the Wild in what makes Breath of the Wild so good, in my opinion. And it it's, it is the fact that it like rethinks the stuff that people are like so like set in their ways into with video games like you can give breath of the wild to like just somebody that's like a a a marginally like creative person that's Mm -hmm. like even watched one cartoon before and they they can figure it out you know or it's like 
okay, I got to go through this cold area. Obviously, Link is cold. I see these hot peppers. I bet if I cook them, he'll be hot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I got to blow this thing. I have this leaf. Maybe if I swing this leaf, it'll be... Ah. Okay, oh, it's storming outside, and I keep getting struck by electricity. Maybe if I get rid of my metal stuff, it'll stop striking. You know, there's, like, a lot of stuff that has, like, uh, a connection point that you don't need to be told in the game. You could just use logic, and whether that logic is cartoon logic, real-world logic, whatever it is, you don't need to be directly told, this is how you do the thing. But in the older Zelda games, and... To a certain extent, to the kingdom, um, you need to be directly told. Otherwise, you you would like never like stumble upon half of this stuff. So, yeah, so a I lot guess... of a lot of the the discourse going around about Zelda right now is, I forget who said it, a compo maybe a composer said that there might not be traditional Zeldas moving forward. Oh, Alnuma said that. Oh, Alnuma said that. Mm -hmm. So how do you how do you do you like that Good. decision? Yeah. Yes. Yes, get rid of them. Like, the, the thing about it is, I don't even want them to, like, necessarily be like, okay, now, Breath of the Wild, let's just keep making that. Because that's, what, that's what's bad about traditional Zeldas. It's because rather than every time you make the video game saying, okay, how do we make the best possible game within this world, in this franchise, with these characters, with these, you know, like, the law of the land, the designs, that sort of stuff. Um, how do we make the best game possible? Instead of doing that, they're like, okay, how do we make the best version of the thing that we did last time and that just becomes a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy and it just comes worse as a result in my opinion do you think we're getting a, a trilogy uh i don't know i haven't beat the game yet so so i can't i can't say um i think we could yeah. but also i wouldn't be surprised if they just like full pivoted in terms of like uh, like we're on the timeline and what the story is and like all that stuff and just kept the like mechanics and design philosophy um, in the same way that they did do that um, from Ocarina of Time to Wind Waker to Twilight Princess to Sky, you know like that sort of mm -hmm. situation. Do you think Nintendo knows the Zelda timeline? No. I think I think that Nintendo made that up to appease people because, <laughs> because Nintendo is like gameplay first in, in every situation every mm -hmm. single one yeah that's the story in zelda exists because it would feel weird if it didn't like mm -hmm. theming wise like if mm -hmm. if zelda's story was like as paper thin as mario's story it wouldn't it just would be a disconnect um yeah. with the theming of that world um yeah. i don't think they care as much about the 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 plot as the people that play zelda do which i don't care about the plot we know Johnny. We know you don't care. <laughs> but what you're saying, AJ, is that that's a good thing. Like they yes. shouldn't worry too much about yeah, yeah, the plot I, or the storyline or so. So I, uh, depending sometimes, like for Tears of the Kingdom specifically, I I think I care about the plot. Um, but I I think that the priority should always be gameplay. We are playing a video game. Yeah. Um, especially especially the and this is another take that me and Parker talk about a lot. Um. Especially since I think game like stories in games are not good. Yes, not good. Yes! even the ones that are considered to be good <laughs> are not good by just by virtue of the fact that they're not designed to to fit the medium that they're taking place in. They're just an approximation of how stories are told elsewhere. Um, it's just like oh, the way that we're telling stories is with cutscenes. 
which is just like, okay, let's just plop film within this other medium. Like, I, if, I completely if a agree. movie, if a movie just put up a page of a book on the screen, and that's part of how they told the story, <laughs> we would think it was terrible. But that's what they do in video games. They're like, okay, let's take this other medium and just place it to as a crutch to tell the story. They need to find a way to use interactivity because that's what makes a game a game, and have that tell the story um, rather than trying to piece together all these different like pieces of film inside of this other medium yeah um, I, i'm sorry but i feel very validated right now <laughs> yeah, you, you don't know what kind of damage you have done to johnny Bo's ego like we we're gonna hear about this for a month now remember remember what aj said that stories and games are bad <laughs> <laughs> no pretty much everything that you said is is what he has said it was like our first episode i think okay uh, or second episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, something like that. uh, that's amazing because, like, <laughs> I I feel like there are definitely, and this is kind of backtracking a little bit to a previous episode, but like, I feel like there are some stories that you know you feel impacted by. Yeah. But like, there's uh, I guess I agree with you guys is that like they're not the greatest story that's being told in front of our eyes because part of the Part of the storytelling is you as the player driving the narrative of right. what it is that you're supposed to do. And, and, and like that's intended passively, but the game is not designed for that. Right. And also, I think a big part of why a lot of gamers feel like, oh, man, the, one of the greatest stories I ever experienced is The Last of Us, right? Is because, and not to specifically put down The Last of Us, again, I feel, feel this way about 99.9% .9 of stories in video games. Um, it's because that's what gamers are more likely to engage with. So they haven't experienced the road, you know, like mm. they haven't experienced these other stories in film and literature and like plays and stuff like that, that inspired this one. So it's like, True. oh man, nothing ever made me feel this way. And it's like, yeah, it's because you spent your whole life playing video games and doing very <laughs> little else, you know, which is fine. But yeah. I, I think that's different from like it, like you being able to have an objective take on what is like the pinnacle of storytelling or whatever right like mm -hmm. obviously there are like um there's levels to like wh how good a story is in, a, in like the world of video games but the mm -hmm. peak of video game storytelling has not reached even the average uh story in film and literature in my opinion and will <laughs> it um once once game designers start to tell stories using what makes video games unique yes I think it has the potential to be the best storytelling medium. Um, but no game designer is taking advantage of that yet. And that's fair. It's a young medium. You know, like, even even the, like, approximation of movie storytelling is relatively new. Like, we didn't start getting these, like, man, this game is art <laughs> um, takes until games like the, uh, like the Last of Us or The Walking Dead um, mm -hmm. Telltale games or whatever, right? Um, so it might take us a while before we get to that point where the first game that actually truly uses the interactivity of video games and the like individuality of like that experience of playing through a game um, to its advantage. And I know that people come up with examples of like, but what about the Metal Gear game on the GameCube when it looks at your memory card? And, <laughs> and what about Until Dawn where like if you don't move your controller, then the monster won't catch you like that type of stuff. It's like... <sighs> 
those are like baby steps towards getting to the right answer. They're not the right answer. You're 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 looking in the right direction. You're not even heading there yet. You just, you 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 happened upon it when you're looking around. You saw it. They didn't start walking forward yet. Um, and once games are designed with interactivity in mind, um, in terms of the narrative, that is when I think that the narrative will become not just good, but some of the best storytelling people have ever experienced. And I'm talking about like people that do engage in multiple mediums. Yeah, personally. no, that makes sense. Because you're you're always inspired by something else and just kind of mm -hmm. going down the rabbit hole of, you know, like, I, I was inspired by this, which that person was inspired by that, and that's how they right. created. Yeah, so I, I understand that. Um, Jake Taylor on Spotify said, while I do have a lot of nostalgia for N64 games, I rarely find myself replaying through any of them more than 10 to 30 minutes. The one N64 <laughs> game I do replay often to completion is Paper Mario 64. I think Paper Mario 64 is one of the exceptions because it's not a game that tried to do something that they were out of their depth for. Mm -hmm. Like you could have made a, a, a technical, like a technically like scaled down version of that on the SNES too, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think, I think like the, the 2d, the 2d games on N64 seem to work better because they mm -hmm. don't have, or they hold up more. Because they don't have because yeah. they're not the trying to issues. learn how to use a whole new axis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But you you did laugh when I said that they you know only play them for ten to thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. Is that felt. because felt? Because <laughs> yeah. because you're thinking in your head, man, this game is phenomenal. This is the best game I ever played. I remember when I was an eight year old man, I stayed up for hours playing the uh, freaking. Mario 64, Super mm -hmm. Smash Brothers 64, mm -hmm. Mario Kart, you know, like, but as a, as an adult or even just an older person, you, you know, being removed from it, um, you, you see that it's like a lot of that is attached to not the game itself, but the, the time and place that you're in, like yeah. for, for better or for worse. I mean, I don't know if you know this yet, listener, but kids are dumb. <laughs> so it's easy for you as a kid to be like, man, this is the best thing I ever experienced. Cause you only experienced like 12 things in your life. <laughs> so like, it's not that hard for it to be one of the best things that you ever experienced. I never thought of it from that point of view, but it makes sense because like, you know, you'll have kids that are, I don't know, they're like six to eight and they have like their favorite movie that they're playing over and over and over mm. again. And that's just because that's the thing that they fell in love with. Yeah. And they haven't seen other movies. Right. Which in that moment is valid. You know, like it's sure. the best thing they ever saw. That's pretty dope. Yeah. But that's not something that like it should be the gauge for the rest of your life. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. We got John right. from the future. He's back. Welcome back, John. <laughs> or me. I do we think don't know if it's if it's actually Johnny that is like contacting himself from the future or yeah, we haven't figured it out yet. It's yeah. like a Terminator situation. We'll find out soon. I do think that having nostalgia for games makes you like it, but the reverse can also be true. Remembering a game as amazing when you were a kid can let you down when you retry it and discover it's bad. Yeah, I mean, I I feel this when I went back and played Super Mario Sunshine. 
Yeah. yeah, I was like, I loved this game as a kid, and then I go back and play it. I'm like, oh man, this, uh, this is not a fun game, not a fun experience. Could have been better. Yeah, mm-hmm. as a as a big Smash fan that you are, AJ, and we haven't really talked about that that much, but you go into like competitive tournaments, and when Smash 64 comes to the online service, mm-hmm. are you gonna? Are you going to play it for very long or is it just like, yeah, I'll play it and then drop it. There's like content ideas that I do have around that. Um, Uh So like I'll probably play it in like a Mimi kind of way, you know, like spin a wheel challenge kind of like, all right, win a two out of three and smash 64. Mm -hmm. Um, That sort of situation. But I can't imagine I'll be playing it for any like any real like serious amount of time outside of those like fun, goofy moments. Mm -hmm. Um, I play like. Literally a few days ago, I was playing uh, Melee. Um, that game controls terribly. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, granted, I I didn't like hack it and take it apart and do all the stuff that the Melee competitive scene does. Um, so maybe maybe it feels a little better if you do all that. Um, but yeah, uh, I I have a feeling that Smash 64 would be a, an even worse version of that because there are <laughs> mechanics that just straight up don't exist in that game yet. Um, that are like universal now, and I I'm not ready for that discourse because you can't you even know- air dodge in that game. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't think I mean, it's going to just- be that big of a. Like, I, I don't think Smash 64 is that revered now. If it was Melee that was coming, and mm. everybody, uh, you know, said this is actually trash. Which I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying if if it were to I'll come, I'll say that. Um, but <laughs> but but also, I don't think that that would be. It's not going to be a situation where it's like GoldenEye, right? Where people are like before it comes to the, like to NSO, people are like this is my favorite game. I haven't played it in 24 years, but it's my favorite game. Um, people that love Melee are still playing it. You know, like there there's still thousands of people a year that enter competitive Melee tournaments. Like it's still like uh uh if if you want to delve into the emulation world, it's still played heavily on things like Slippy and stuff like that. These people play this game. Um, they're playing a different version of the game that mm-hmm. that's been modified to hell. Um, but you're not going to change how they feel about it. Um, you might change how like the more casual person that hasn't played Melee in twenty years feels about it. Um, but not the scene. Uh, and the last comment that we have is Mark Barnes says the Metal Gear Solid series. Glad it's coming to Switch. I, I think, think that people was just are. Treatment. I think people are gonna be. <laughs> they're they're not gonna they're they're remembering those games incorrectly. Yo, but Phantom <laughs> Pain, that game is sick. That game really good. Story, was that the game don't... though? Wasn't that wasn't that the demo? Was Phantom Pain the demo? No, that's uh ground zero. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but Phantom pa- that game also sick. Mechanically, people complain about the story. I don't give an f about the story. <laughs> um, but the that's game all those games loop, are. Yeah, no, the gameplay loop and and Phantom Pain specifically, like the gameplay of the other Metal Gear game. I never played uh Peace Walker. I hear that. I hear that's like a precursor to that. The gameplay of 
uh, mm. Phantom Pain. But like that specific, like I am not a Metal Gear fan at all. <laughs> but I tried that game when when Phantom Pain came out, and I've played like other Metal Gear games, and that's why I'm not a Metal Gear fan at all because I think their gameplay is bad. <laughs> but the gameplay loop of Phantom Pain is a huge W. Like. I don't care about the first collection. If the second, like whenever the second collection comes out, I am buying and playing through all of those games, all of them, because it's apparently supposed to be Peace Walker, Phantom Pain, and Ground Zero. Hmm. Phantom Pain is what the five, right? That's five. Yeah. Yep. 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 Peace Walker. Well, Ground Zero is like those are both technically five. Peace Walker is like between those games which even like five is like it like takes place before three or something like i don't know man <laughs> I, i'm not a metal gear fan but <laughs> but they're not sequential in that regard um but yeah the game yeah, I remember, is dope. <laughs> I, re- I remember getting uh was it twin snakes on 3ds the, the game yeah, 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 yeah and i played it and there was like an hour of a cutscene. i'm like yeah no <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I, I skip this. all of that. I skip all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about and I like not in general. Like in most games that I play, if I want to play it, I'm gonna watch the story. But like because I mostly played Phantom Pain and Ground Zero because I heard good things about the gameplay, um, and I heard people being like, just Metal Gear in general is like super convoluted and all this stuff. And I'm not playing all these games to understand this plot. I'm not if I'm not going to understand it anyway. I'm not wasting my time watching it. <laughs> um, but it is a fun game. I'll say that. Cheesy, Nostalgia, you've never played Metal Gear, right? I've played the original that was on the NES, <sighs> and I don't think I understood what I was doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty confusing, and I can't remember even how far I got, but. I could easily just because I I own that copy and I could hook up my NES and try to go back to it. But I I don't know. I think that I would enjoy them, though, because I I like stealth. And I know that that's, uh, you know, some people don't enjoy that, but I like being all sneaky and, you know, like, how do you approach something? It's fun if it's done well. Yeah. There's a really fun like stealth uh, part in uh, Octo Expansion. Mm. They like strip you of all your gear. Yeah, and you just gotta swim Octo around. And... Oh yeah, it's so good. Mm. I I could talk about that series forever. And that's one of those <laughs> with the uh, you know like is there really a, a story? There's some lore, and the developers yeah. know that. Yeah. But that's not like their main focus. They right. they what's make the, the lore behind first. the eight balls? Why am I shooting uh, eight balls? It's it's leftovers from the apocalypse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that that's also why you like come in on like espresso machines because like they they they're scavengers. They found that and they're like, yeah, we could make something useful out of this. Mm-hmm. And also just octos and eight and eight balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in Splatoon that I still don't really understand but i love that i don't understand it for that reason because it's just one of the weirdest nintendo ips that Which and pikmin something yeah yeah are you pikmin. picking up uh pikmin 4 yes yep. yeah mm-hmm. have you did you go back and play pikmin 1 and 2 no 
Um, so when when they revealed that, I like I was like, man, I really like Pikmin three, and I, I think I'm gonna like Pikmin. This was before I played the demo, um, which that was pretty good for Pikmin mm-hmm. four. Um, I was like, I think I might like this, and then my chat, knowing me and knowing how I feel about retro gaming, are like, nah, you might not like that game. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. There might be some uh, old game design holdovers in that, and I'm like curious to try it, but I just think the timing's off. Like, I I don't want to like stop myself from playing Pikmin Four to play Pikmin One and Two before Pikmin Four comes out. Mm. I'm not doing it. So maybe I'll go back later. Who knows? But. That's how I feel with uh, Super Princess Peach because I just want to mm. I just want to play it to say that I've experienced it and I know that mm. it's not a great game, but to play that before the that new game is like it's like fine, but it is problematic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm hoping that uh, you know the new Peach game isn't as be problematic. Less problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they, like when would problem. Super? When did that one come out? Like over ten years ago, they should have learned. Yeah, the DS yeah. game. Yeah. But well, that is all we got for today. We're yeah, at we're at an hour. That. We're at an hour. We did good. We did good. Nice. I think you you go kind of just back and forth on nostalgia because it's something that you really want to love, but then you go back and you're like, oh, maybe this wasn't as good as I once wanted it to be or what i once knew it to be and uh so even like when people are talking about their favorite games and and how games have held up or haven't held up it's kind of just it's not a fact you know that it's a bad game because it's subjective. Nah, man <laughs> it's a fact <laughs> i think to a certain extent yeah um i think because when when a lot of people are talking about like all oh, this game aged poorly um it's a lot of times a technical thing mm-hmm. um and it's like this game literally does not run well like and I, I think that like looking at like the pokemon discourse right um when people are like oh this game like the frame drops and all this stuff right when it's a, a 2023 game it's a frame drop but when it's an ncc4 game it's endearing it's slow down <laughs> you know like you don't hear the you don't hear the frame drop verbiage then right mm-hmm. um it's because people give it excuses and stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. I think that you should be able to judge a, a product as if it's a product without the, the, the disclaimer of like, oh, well, it's older, you know? Yeah. It just means it's not that great of a product. <laughs> See, this is the reason that we have this podcast is just for conversations <laughs> like that, you know, to try to like change each other's mind or just listen to what the other one has to say. So I'm really grateful that you came on and uh all the honest takes that you have where where can people find you i'm on uh twitter and and threads kind of at a mccray jr <laughs> threads uh, you can find don't me. even promote threads anymore uh, yeah i who knows man <laughs> you can find all that stuff on youtube.com slash watch redirect that links to all this stuff i stream every monday tuesday wednesday usually 8 p.m to 11 p.m eastern time and I'll put I'll put all your links in the show notes so everybody check that out. And I we don't have a quote for today. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything. Your nostalgia's dumb. Throw it in the garbage. That's the quote. There you go. Bye, AJ. <laughs>